Hello and welcome into another episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. I'm Cullen Loxton. I'm Evan Sashello. And I'm Vaughn Lozon. And on this fifth week of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the local Detroit Pistons and Detroit Red Wings, um, their struggles recently. It seems like each team has completely forgotten how to win a game. The Pistons are currently on a five-game losing streak, while the Wings are on a four-game losing streak. We're going to start off, start off with the Pistons. Um, they got a big big game tonight against the Cavs. And if there's, ever, if there's ever a game that's almost like a like a must-win, I think tonight is that game. They need a game <clears throat> to get them off their current streak, to get some confidence back. And if they can win at Cleveland, beat LeBron, I think they can turn the whole season around. So what do you guys think about uh, what's going on with them currently? Well, I'm a little bit scared right now. Uh, I mean, it's after the All-Star breakdown. It's not early in the season. Uh, April's a few month, a couple months away. It's going to come by pretty quick. Uh, it's very difficult. They're Two games under 500, 27-29. Yeah, lost five straights. Had the trade void of the day. It's not looking very good for this team right now. They had injuries. Anthony Tolliver's now out for two to four weeks. He's just a solid guy to come off the bench. Uh, but this team, they, they have to get, get it together. I mean, Tobias Harris is a good upgrade for them. I feel like if they have any shot at making the playoffs, it's going to be evolved around him, Andre Drummond, when he learns how to shoot a free throw. I don't yeah. think that's ever happened. That's probably not going to happen, but... They've been trying the last three off-seasons. Right. But him, Reggie Jackson, KCP has to come back fully healthy, and everybody just has to come together. Because what's this now? They missed the playoffs at seven years now? Maybe seven straight years, yeah. This was a team that... Oh, was, wait, was the last time they made it. This team was six straight Eastern Conference Finals, and now seven years without a playoff drought. That's just incredible turnaround. Uh, Stan Van Gundy's doing tremendous things with this team, uh, making the right trades, I think... When he took over, there's only two players on the roster that were on the roster before he was there. I think that was Andre Drummond, KCP. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is new, so he's totally changed this franchise around. Uh, it's looking good uh, this year. I really hope they make the playoffs. That playoffs, that's the goal. Uh, there'll probably be a first round exit, second round exit. Uh, they're two and a half games behind Chicago, and for the eighth spot. Uh, so this East that was still tightly cluttered is now trying. It's still tightly colored, but the Pistons aren't in that conversation anymore, and that really needs to change. And Hopefully they can get on the run. I don't think they're going to be Cleveland tonight. So Tyron Lue's doing a tremendous job with that team. I don't think he really had that much of a job to do uh, when you have one of the best players in the world on your team. Yeah. Uh, but Cleveland's 40-14. and 14. It's at Quick and Loans Arena. Uh, I don't think the Pistons have a chance there, but hopefully as the last month and a half approaches, they're – have a solid turnaround and can make a run for that playoff spot. Now, you said that you think this is a must-win for them tonight, I right? said there's every game that's almost yeah. like it. I don't almost believe like in must-win games, yeah. but I believe in games that are somewhat okay. must-win. I think like if it has any, that feel to it. Yeah, I, yeah I, I understand playing Cleveland, number one seed in the East. Uh, they're incredible. Um, if there's ever a must-win, um, I think it is on Wednesday against the 76ers. They um, better win at, at home. If they, if, if they don't win over. that, there's it's no over. hope for the season. There's no, no hope. You it's all gone. The, they're going to lose, I think. You think they're going to lose the Sixers? Don't say it, Evan. We'll see what happens. Uh, it would be incredible to, uh, if if they won tonight and then they lost at home against Philadelphia. Like, the worst team in the entire NBA. Yeah. Well, that would be something. But, yeah, the Pistons, they've been looking terrible. Five straight losses, like Colin said. Eight of their losses – or eight losses mm-hmm. in their past ten games. And the two wins that they had were against the New York Knicks and the New – New New Jersey Nets or wherever they're at Brooklyn Brooklyn, Brooklyn yeah, right yes yeah. Brooklyn Nets both those teams are terrible so the only it seems like the only teams that they can beat 
are teams that are absolutely worse than them. They have to beat teams that are equally or as good as them or better. Um, KCP last night, um, he just looked lost against the Pelicans. Uh, they were down by four late in the game. Um, they got a steal, and they passed it to uh, Contavious, and he shot a three. It, it looks horrible, and I, I want to say it was an air ball. If not, if it was straight off the rim. Uh, Jackson Drummond, they can't carry the team by themselves. They need other pieces. Uh, Tobias Harris is a nice pickup. He had 21 points against Washington and then 16 yesterday. Um, you're gonna have to guy. You're gonna have to have guys step up. Uh, Stanley Johnson, Marcus Morris, Darian Hilliard. Uh, a couple of these guys are gonna have to step it up every once in a while. Uh, you can't have Reggie Jackson go for 30 points every night. You can't have Drummond be getting double doubles and making this team win every night. They gotta have other pieces of their team win for them. It's all about the team, is what uh, Michigan head coach uh, Bo Schembechler once said. It's all yeah. about the team. Mm-hmm. You can't win just with one guy. I'm sure Cleveland would say otherwise because they have LeBron James. He's the greatest player on the planet, but he's something else. Well, he, they, have a, good ro- they have good role guys around him too. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. Kevin Love uh, they Come got all, Shumper. They got some good yeah, guys. Yeah, they they have some quality pieces around them. I don't think the Pistons have that, and I can't see them making the playoffs this year because the East is much more competitive this year than it was last year. And and to go from bad to worse, Evan brought up the trade getting voided today, and that trade yeah. was something they did last weekend. Um, they traded for Donateus Motajunas, the power forward from Houston. They they were giving up a first round pick, which wasn't supposed to be great anyway, and center Joel Anthony for Motajunas and um, guard Marcus Thornton which would have gave the Pistons some depth on the bench, which is something they sorely need. I think they have the worst bench in the league. Yeah. I mean, their best bench guy is Aaron Baines, Stanley Johnson. I mean, guys that don't have much bad. experience. It is bad. Stanley Johnson's 19, <laughs> for It'll God's improve. sakes. It'll improve. But, but for this year, they needed the, they needed those role guys. I mean, Marcus Stort was averaging 10 points a game for Houston coming off the bench. He would have been a good guy, especially with Meek still hurt, a guy that can come in and make some threes. Motajunas would have been another guy down low who can get his own shot. He can also space the floor and shoot from three, too. He was kind of almost a more athletic Ilyasova. Probably not as good, all, 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 as good of an all-around game as Ilyasova, but more athletic and probably to give you some really solid minutes off the bench. And he failed his physical. Um, he had some back concerns, which is why the Pistons got him at a bargain. But now they found out during his physical he won't be able to go, so they avoided that trade, which is a big bummer. So now you still have no bench. You're currently on a five-game losing streak. Your defense looks horrible I mean you've in each of the five losses they've let up over 100 points per game in the beginning of the season when they were playing really well they were holding teams to like 85 points a game like 90 points a game teams never went over 100 against them yeah that's what they were playing so well they were playing as a team Reggie Jackson and Drummond weren't the only two guys I mean they were running the pick and roll really well but it allowed guys like KCP the wide open looks in the wing which he was making shots at that point Marcus Morris was on a tear to start the season in this last game I think he had two points he's completely disappeared um, Stanley Johnson doesn't have the same confidence anymore. I'm seeing no. him turn over the ball a lot more. He's starting to finally look like a rookie. But it's it's the team overall. It's not just one guy. They're all playing bad. I think Van Gunny needs to get this team going. He need he needs to make adjustments during games. And I think if they do that, if uh, Tobias Harris starts finding more chemistry with the team, I think they can make the the playoffs as an eight or a seven seed. But definitely not that four or five seed people people were thinking yeah. before. That's that's not going to happen. Let's just make it as an eight seed first, and then yeah. next year we can start oh, yeah. thinking about moving up a little yeah. bit. Piece, uh, just step by step, you got to go with this. And you bring up a good point about them giving up so many points. Um, it, they gave up 111 yesterday. 
They gave up 98 the game before that, and then 103, 103 again, 112, uh, 105 to the Knicks that they won, uh, 102, 100, 100 and, 111, 114, and then 97, and that Gosh. was against the 76ers. So there's and two that games was in there that January teams didn't 27th. go over 100, but they were at 97, 98, pretty yeah. much 100 One points. was the Sixers. And one was, and, and one was against the Sixers, 76ers. and that other game was... Uh, against the Wizards, and they lost. And they lost. And they the lost Wizards that too, game. Our by, offense fell apart. Yeah, that game. they lost that one by twelve. It's going to come down to this bench. I think this is the worst bench in the NBA. I mean, I'm looking at this list right now. I mean, Stanley Johnson's really good. Look, well, he's going to be really good. He's, he's a beast defensively. Pick. Yeah, yeah. Then you look, scroll down this list. Uh, you had Brandon Jennings, but as is uh, kind of a backup point guard, I think he was better than Stephen Blake. Steve Blake, uh, but he's gone now. Yep. Uh, Aaron Baines, solid backup center in my opinion to Drummond. I he's think. good. He's really good. Tolliver was good. He could shoot the three, but now he's injured. Spencer Dimwitty. They're gonna have to he's do so inconsistent. With him. He really he has pretty to good last out. year. He was looking good last year, and he had a couple of really good games this year. I feel like when they signed Steve Blake, that was kind of you know he thought maybe hey I'm taking a back seat now. I thought I was supposed to be the guy that was gonna back up uh, Reggie Jackson, but I Steve guess Blake. Not. Steve Blake sucks. Well, yeah, he's getting older. Darren Hilliard was probably shouldn't even be on this roster. It could have been a cut out of the NBA draft. Jody yeah. Meeks is always hurt. Joel mm-hmm. Anthony is basically a trade piece, and Reggie Bullock had a concussion. That's your bench right now. Yeah. And it's not really looking good. Uh, I thought Tobias Harris is going to be an upgrade. It's going to come out of these starters, basically. It's about Stan Van Gundy saying, hey, you guys are going to play 48 minutes. And I think that's going to come down to uh, Tobias Harris looking really good in the first two games. Uh, I thought they gave up a lot for him. Brandon Jennings and Ursan Ilyasova, you're talking about two guys. You're a starting point guard last year that was really good before he got hurt last year, and you're starting power forward this year for a guy who some people think he's probably overpaid. I think it's $60 million almost. 50. He's only 23 years old too. Right, but uh, still really young. It is a high contract, but – I think I think he's deserving. But I think he's gonna be. I, I don't think it's too he's, bad. He's gonna be part of this core. That's what they were envisioning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought I thought the trade being voided was probably the best case scenario for the Pistons. I mean, you're acquiring a guy. Really? Yeah. You're acquiring a guy who had a back injury. You don't know when he's gonna come back. He's a restricted free agent after this year, so you could have gone for nothing. You're giving up a first round pick. Odds are, if they don't make the playoffs, they're gonna get that lottery pick. It's gonna be maybe 13, 14 range. So this is, is there going to be anyone good for them to even get though? Like this draft is going to be horrible. I mean, even ben like top Simmons, five picks are going to be bad. Ben Simmons will be number one overall. So unless the 76ers and Lakers start passing, and us. some of the best college players right now aren't going to be in that top five range. You got Melo Trimble; he's not even in the top five. I've seen him out of the top ten in some mock drafts. That means he probably won't be that good in the NBA. And seems like in the NBA, the, be draft is, the draft is so hit or miss. It's not like the NFL where any first-round pick's good. It's the NBA, it's like if you don't have a top pick, you're not getting anybody. I mean, Brandon Ingram from Duke could be in this draft. Jalen Brown from Cal. Uh, and those Chris guys will Dunn be, but probably be, they probably won't be around. I think Buddy Heald, maybe he could but, fall a little bit. And that's a shooter the Pistons could really use. They can get a guy like that, that'd be huge. I mean, it's a talented draft. I mean... Buddy, Where's Buddy Heald in mock draft so far? Can we from hoopshype.com, he's going eighth to Milwaukee. So he were he almost there. He's That's not, what I'm he's saying. Not, it's not out yeah. of range. That but first I think round guys, I think guys huge. like Ingram and um Simmons and all that. That's just that's a that's a pipe dream. That's not gonna happen. Well, Simmons going number one. Yeah, no yeah. Matter, no matter what. Sure. But Ingram, like you, I think also is looks really good prospect. I don't think he'll yeah. be there unless he severely gets injured. There's no way he's not going number yeah. one. 
But if you make a good point about the trade being voided, I was saying like, yeah, the ba- hopefully if the back injury wasn't there, it would have been great for yeah. us. But yeah, since the back yeah. injury, we're l- lucky for us, we can void it due to NBA rules with the the um, the physicals and all that. So we lucked out there, but it would have been nice if he didn't have that injury or he would have been good in like a couple weeks or so to come back. Because even you could have Marcus Thornton right now, and now you lose yeah. out on him just because of uh, Motojunas' injury. So that's a huge hit. And um, at the beginning of the year, the starters were playing so well, it didn't matter really what the bench did. But now the starters are struggling. Some of them are coming back from injury. Like Reggie missed a couple games. KCP missed like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't Drum miss a game or two? I, I think that's so. him or yeah. Morris. Yeah. One of them missed a couple games. I think they both did. And then you lost a starter in Ilyasova, and you lost your best bench guy in Jennings. So, yeah, they need those other guys to step up. And Reggie's doing what he can on the offensive side, at least scoring the ball. I think he needs to spread it around, spread it around a little bit. And that goes back to Van Gunny kind of making the offense work. I'm seeing too much one-on-one. I didn't see the game last night against New Orleans, but I watched the game against the Wizards. And it seemed like John Wall and Gortat, they were moving the ball around perfectly. Their spacing was there for guys like Dudley and Temple to crash the lanes, and they were making good passes. The Pistons would bring the ball back up the floor. It was Reggie just attacking at the basket and hoping Drummond would get it if he missed. There was no movement. There was no spacing. And they got outcoached in that game and outplayed. I think that's kind of been the story of the last few games for them. I think that's the problem, though, that your leading scorer is a point guard, and he's not distributing the basketball as well as he should. You take a look at the teams like San Antonio. That's Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. It wasn't Tony Parker. You take a look at the Cleveland right now. It's not Kyrie Irving. It's about LeBron James. It's about guys that can distribute the basketball. That's why they're point guards. They're supposed to bring the ball What about down Steph Curry? I don't even consider him a point guard. I just consider him a great player. Uh, you got him and, that's a good point. him and Clay Thompson in that backcourt. Uh, I mean, they had Draymond Green playing center. That's a team. They're not having point guard center. They're just saying, hey, five athletes go out there and let's win. Let's lose four games. That's what the, the Warriors are. Uh, but the, the Pistons, you know, Reggie Jackson, he's a great scorer. Uh, that's been proven. Uh, was kind of got overshadowed when he's playing with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, and now this is his team, and he's running the show. Uh, and he's doing well in terms of scoring, but I'd like to see him pass the ball a little more instead of, like you said, the one-on-ones and everything. As of right now, do you think what, what's your percentage of them making the playoffs? What percent do you give them? Um, I'm not going to totally cancel them out. Uh, Certainly is less than what I envision. I, I'm going to say 40% chance that they do make it and 60 that they don't. But they still got ways to go. Uh, but, yeah, they could lose tonight at six in a row. Your bench is depleted. You had lost out on the trade. Uh, it's not looking real good right now for this team. Vaughn, what's your percentage? I'm going 10%. I, wow. I really not don't. Not very optimistic. No, I'm not. I, I don't see them winning very many more games. Um, you know, they got Cleveland. They'll beat the 76ers, That's there's no doubt. Then they go to Milwaukee, and then they have to play Toronto again, which Toronto's whooped them both times they played them. they got to go to San Antonio, and that's a guaranteed loss. Yep. Write that L up right now. Then they got to play Portland. Portland's been really good, even though they beat them earlier in the season. Uh, they got to go to Dallas, to Charlotte, and then to Philadelphia, which they're not good. But then they got to go to... Washington. That's four games in a row on the road. I I just don't see them winning many more of these games. I really don't. I'd give them 10%. Okay. I'm a little bit more optimistic. I'll give them 45% just because I think a lot of guys are coming back from injury. There are some new pieces on the team. You lost some guys. So I think once other guys get acclimated back, I think they'll be okay. And I think Van Cundy's a really good coach. I think he'll get them going back in the right direction. I don't know if they'll be playing the way they did early in the season in October, November. 
but I definitely um, I definitely think they'll make a late push. So I'll go 45%. And even if they don't make it this year, fans got to be patient. I mean, we got a really good young core. And I know it's been seven years, but you just got to give it a little bit more time yeah. before they can compete in the East. True. They got all these guys signed through the future. The thing with Jennings and Ilya Sylvia, they were both free agents after this year. Tobias Harris is now signed for the next four seasons. KCP's locked up for a while. Reggie Jackson just got a big contract. Drummond will get a huge max deal for like five or six years. So give it some time. Let these guys um, develop together and play together, and we'll be good for the future. So shifting over to the Red Wings, they've lost four in a row. It's, it hasn't been uh, – the sports in Detroit haven't been great as of late. Um, no, not at all. And the all. Red Wings, at least they've been getting points. They've been losing overtime in shootouts. Mm-hmm. But they got to figure it out in the shootouts. They, they're the worst shootout team ever. I can't remember the last time they won a shootout game. I don't think they've won one this season. It might have been like one. They've won one. They're one of they've five won in shootouts. They've won one this season? One of five. One five in shootouts. Which game was and that? And last year we were like three and 12. No. Three, th- it was three and 12? Yeah. Because this year oh, they changed up overtime to make it three on three. That way there aren't as many games going to yeah, shootout. Yeah, I do like it's that. It's helped us out a little too. bit, but even lately we're losing overtime now too. So it's like, guys, we got to close this out in regulation. we got to find ways to win games. Well, they're sixth, fourth place in the Atlantic Division in the East. So, I mean, you got, you're chasing Florida, Tampa Bay. With, I can't believe they're we're down to fourth high. now. I can't believe that. They're tied. It's third. Third, okay. Okay, tied for third. There's tied a two way tie for second. Florida, Tampa Bay are in first. I can't believe hockey still exists in that state. Uh, <laughs> and Boston's at 70. I can name one guy in their team. I don't know how they're so good this year. I know yeah. Tim Thomas is their goalie. I don't know anybody else. Florida? Yeah. They got Luongo, don't they? No, Tim Thomas is their goalie. Well, it's pretty cluttered sure. up in the Eastern Conference right now. I mean, Washington has 90 points, so they're, they're going to do some damage. Uh, but everybody else is kind of the 75, 65 range right now. There's a lot of teams mm-hmm. battling for those remaining playoff spots. Uh, I thought the Red Wings, they lost last night uh, in New York. Uh, Jimmy Howard had a good we, – we've been talking a bunch of – that he's a garbage hot goalie and is <laughs> not that good. He, he stepped up last stepped night. Stepped up last yeah, night. And, of course, didn't get any offense. The one night right. he plays well. Right. So – that shows some improvement, at least. You have some confidence. Hey, he's not that bad. He he's up in his he, trade value, that's for sure. Uh, maybe that's what they're going to go. I yeah. mean, there's some goalies there. be good in the Meyer leagues, but Jimmy Howard showed he could play. Uh, I still think this is Peter Mrazek's team, a, a goaltender, sure. obviously. Uh, but he has to be key, because how old is he? You guys know Mrazek, 23, 24. I, say, I think he's 24. Still pretty Very young. young. Very he's somewhere young. around there, yeah. You're going to rely on this guy going down the stretch. You're you're competing for, I think we talked about this last week. What's the streak now? Uh, 24. Streak, 24. Uh, yeah, 24. Yeah, 24. 24 And I'm liking Zetterberg, 41 points. This is going to be a team relying on veterans down the stretch. That's why you have Datsu. That's why you have Zetterberg. And you have the young guys, too. Larkin, 21s is plus minus. I mean, Tatar's stepped up. He's done really well. Yurko stepped up. You know who's really disappeared well. this year, though? Who's the other Who? great young player on the team? Gus Nyquist. Nyquist. Where's he been? Last year, he was phenomenal. He was playing like kind of like what Larkin's been doing this year. If you had both those guys going at 100%, they'd be playing great. I, 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 I don't even see Nyquist like, appear in games this year. Uh, you can say the same hops th- up and, How many goals does he have, like 10? He has that? 14. He's tied for fifth on the team in points. He has 32 the top four on the team are Zetterberg has 41 points, Larkin has 39, Datsuk is 35, Tatar is 33, and Nyquist and Abdelkader are both at 32. That's your 
top five for points on the Red Wings. It just seems like he's not standing out as much as he did last year. Last I think year either of those guys are. Fantastic. Yeah. Who's the other one that you were saying? Tatar? Tatar? I, you could even argue Tatar. Yeah, he was playing really well at the start, but lately he's he's been disappearing. And those are your guys for the future. Right. I mean, I think Larkin, Tatar, and Nyquist, those, that's your core for the future. Probably Abdicator, too. Here's but, Gus and Tatar in their last ten games. Gus, uh, zero goals, five assists. And then Thomas Tatar, two goals, two assists. And Tatar right now is on a seven-game point drought. Uh, these bad. They're, they're drifting off. They really are. And you can't keep relying on Dad Sugan Zetterberg, who are up in their high or in their upper thirties. They can't keep carrying the team. Their time's they, almost done. That's exactly. Why you, you so gotta, these guys got to step up. You got to rely on your role players. Those are the second-tier guys, like I'm looking, Brad Richards, uh, Darren Ab- Helm, Abdulkader, Riley Shahan, Polkin, and Glenn Denning. I mean, all these and guys. And all these guys are really young too. Very young. That, that's mm-hmm. what this team Very has come down team. to. They're a lot like the Pistons, except at least they have some good veterans. With that, so that Pistons really don't have anything like that. I don't know. Did you guys watch the game last night? Did you guys catch any of it? I did not catch any. Well, the Red Wings game? No, I was yeah. just getting updates. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they paired uh, Tatar and Nyquist on a line with Dylan Larkin yesterday, mm-hmm. and you think that you'd have some great offensive gameplay. They didn't score a single goal. Now, I don't know if that's because Henrik Lundqvist is that good for the Rangers. He is really good. He's he's, he's insanely good. I don't know if it's just that he was on his A game last night or if it's because that they're really in a bad slump. But Blaschel, um, they only play, they played less than 12 minutes apiece yesterday. Blaschel said that they have to go out and scream at me um, that they want to play more. I didn't think they screamed at me that they wanted to play more. That's one way to make sure you'll get more ice time. What's up with that? Is that kind of him a way of him saying he they're not fired up enough? Yeah, they don't have the passion right they, now. It doesn't seem that. So you're way. trying to say that's on him or that's on the players? I think that's on the players. Definitely, the players got to step up and say, "Hey, I want to get out there and I want to try to win. Let's exactly. do this. I want exactly. to go for 24. That's what they have to be. Exactly, going they right want to get in the playoffs. Like we said last week, we've never seen the Red Wings not in the playoffs. Right, that's insane. 24 straight years. And these guys don't have any energy at all to win a game. There's high expectations. Or to score a goal for that matter. There's right. High expectations when you're down the wing wheel. No, yeah, I think um, I think the other guys need to step up, like you said, like Helm, Advocator need to be more consistent. Um, Mrazek, I think, even needs to be more consistent. He's had a bunch of great games this year, but he's also had games where he let up like five, six goals. And we, we were lucky to get a win against Boston when he had a yeah, really bad he game. Gave up five but then, of course, Howard game. pitches almost a shutout, and we get nothing and then lose in overtime. So, yeah, just more consistency all around. I think they need an extra score. I think this team is seriously missing one. They need another wing guy. I think it would have been perfect if they were able to trade for Stamkos. I think this would've team would have nice. been stacked. I think yeah. they could have made a run at a cup if they would have done that trade, but they they weren't able to make that happen. Now you're kind of stuck with the guys you got. Someone needs to step up, like Advocator. Um, I think Larkin can even take it to the next level and maybe bring this team higher. But he's only 19 years old, so how much can you expect from the kid? you got to give him time. You can't have him do all this on his own yeah. right now as a rookie, 19-year-old. I just think they're, lo- I just think they're looking destined for another first or second round playoff exit, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. But you're going back to what you said about Mrazic, his inconsistency. That's why you need a guy like Howard that's in there. That can, he's getting paid $35 million over a course of six years, and he's your backup goaltender. The Howard least, is the definition of inconsistency. The least you can do is at least trade come him. in trade him. before you get Let's traded and provide some sort of depth for Mrazic, who's 22-11-6, but he has a goal against average of 2-11. What's Howard's? 2 So obviously there's almost a huge, one goal difference there. 
and uh, like a twenty million dollar difference. Right. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking uh, some acquisitions. Uh, trade deadline's a week away. It's the 29th. Uh, I feel like we need to get another wing, another defenseman. Uh, I'm looking at this defenseman group right now. Not li- very confident. So obviously, there's some pieces there. Uh, Kendall, Erickson, Crownwall, DeKaiser, but they can step it up. Uh, I'm looking at Jacob Truba from Winnipeg, defenseman. He's only 20, he's 21 years old. He's got 14 points, four goals, 10 assists. He makes less than a million dollars. He's a restricted free agent. I think Romans can swing a deal for that for, for that guy. We he's young, restricted free agent. You could maybe sign an extension. He's controllable and provide an up nice upgrade on the blue line. And for Wayne. I'm looking at Erie Hoodler from Calgary. Hoodler, uh, bring him back. Yeah, I like that. He shoots left-handed. He's got nine goals, 23 assists, 32 points. He's a, an unrestricted free agent after the season. But to get a guy like him whose Red Wings fans are familiar with, who can maybe br- excite this team, you know, Datsuk, Zetterberg, these guys have played with him. They know what he's capable of. Fans know who Hoodler is. Uh, if you get him, he can sign to maybe an extension. Uh, he's with Calgary for the past few years, but – you get a guy like that, you can do some wonders. He loved playing here. He always yeah. made it known how much he loved the community. He was always doing charity work. He's, he'd be a good guy to bring back. I think it's a $4 million cap hit, but are you willing to take that when you're trying to make a playoff run right now? I I certainly would. I'd take that hit for sure. I like both those guys that you think that would be a, a good piece to get before the trade deadline. That would be awesome. Uh, they definitely need a defenseman. Uh, their defense play this year has been garbage of what I've seen. Um, I don't know what you guys think on that, but I, their defense just looks. I think they're missing one guy in each end. The terrible. defense, and the, they need one more defenseman, a lockdown guy, and a guy that can consistently score for you. Yeah, you got two. They're missing almost two parts, I think, or may, get a guy that can play both ways. That can really help you out. True. Seems we like, got some good trade yeah. pieces. Oh, make absolutely. Something yeah, Come on, Kenny should. Island, make the magic happen again. I think they will. He hasn't done anything in the last five years, pretty much, for us in free agency. So he used to always make the big moves. Brett Hull, Luke Robitaille, Dominic Kashik. Yep. Come on, one last, one last uh, magic trick. We'll see what happens. Okay, so um, before we wrap up the show, let's, let's do our studs and duds from the previous weekend. Evan, who do you got? Studs, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Uh, Shocker. <laughs> he had a pretty good game last night. Pretty he was good. all right. Yeah. 59 points. I mean, not still not as good as 81 from Kobe Bryant back in, when, in the old days. Uh, but, yeah, 59 points, 20 rebounds. Uh, Against the Pistons, just another example of the mediocrity the Pistons have been displaying in yep. recent five past five games. Uh, Anthony Davis, we knew he was going to be good coming out of Kentucky. Uh, I thought last night he put it all together, and he showed why he's going to be a perennial all-star and just a star in this league. Uh, going up against Andre Drummond, too, and he's able to do that against this Pistons team. Was Drummond the one that guarded him? I didn't get to see the game. Who was, who was on him most of the time? Was it, it was Tolliver? Drummond was on him for most yeah. of the game, yeah. Gosh, that's horrible. Obviously, uh, I mean Drummond has been prone to getting schooled by by centers in this league. I think there was a, a game a couple years back, or when Dwight Howard came to the Palace, and on well, Boogie Cousins has been Cousins putting work too. on him too. Even Gortat yeah. had a good game against him the other night. So Come on, Drummond just has a problem playing defense, uh, but he's still a great player. Uh, you gotta give your props to Anthony Davis, even with the unibrow. He can. He's good in some other ways, except <laughs> that he has money. He just needs to get that taken care of. It's right. not like he's poor. It's a brand. He tried to get that trademark. Yeah, he's, he's probably, yeah it's just like the beard yeah, with with Harden. With it's James a beard Harden. thing. Yeah, it's a brand. Yeah. Yeah. They're smart. Good Who's your dud? My dud, uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, okay, a good one. Dallas nice. Cowboys one. player uh, suspended for the first four games next season due to uh, violating the league's 
drug policy, which I'm assuming, or he's had marijuana problems in the past, could be probably marijuana again, uh, cost him his career, the first-round pick in the draft, uh, supposed to be a first-round pick out of Nebraska. Uh, they found drug problems, uh, fell to the second round, and he's been hurt this, he was hurt this year too, so. Yeah. That doesn't really help you out. He's 23. He could be throwing his career away right now. And a lot of talent. Yeah, he's a very talented player. Yeah, he failed a drug test at the NFL Combine. Yep. The biggest test of your entire life, and you failed that. And, I think and this is how you're going to – now this is what you do? Yeah. Guys like that, are, there's no hope I for I think him. he failed three drug tests during the course of the season. Justin so. Blackman, 2.0. Yep. Basically. So, obviously, he's my dud. Uh, All right, Vaughn, who's your stud and your dud? All right, my stud – Going back to hockey, we got Yarmir Yager. He uh, he scored twice yesterday, which moved him to third place on the NHL career goals list. Um, he moved ahead of Brett Hull, and he now has 742 career NHL goals, uh, only trailing Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe. And uh, it, it's just incredible that a guy that at his age, I'm pretty sure he's 44 years old, um, is putting up all this work still. Uh, it's his nineteen. His two goals yesterday. He got him twenty goals this season. He's uh, tied for first career with uh, twenty goal seasons. This is nineteenth. Uh, it's his one hundred and twenty sixth multi goal game, which is tenth most in the NHL. And he's still putting up all these numbers at at forty four, forty three years old. And gotta give props to him. My dud is uh, another Dallas Cowboy. Is uh, Joseph Randall. Is he was arrested for hitting three people with his car. Um, you, you don't hear this very often, but if you do hear it, you'd think it's a Dallas Cowboys or a Dallas Cowboys former player, which is... Uh, the Cowboys are just such a model franchise. They, we should all try to emulate their uh, their player development and the guys they choose. Yeah. Just such great people off the field. Yep, and uh, so he was jailed on Monday today. Um, he hit three people with his car and then broke through the front door of the house that he was asked to leave in. Um, he was also arrested on marijuana charges, so going back to drug use as well. Uh, he was kicked off the Cowboys team earlier in the year. Basically, he... he surprised was, he didn't get a raise from Jerry Jones for doing that. Normally, they get rewarded oh, when yeah, they, yeah. for incidents like <laughs> so that. He was jailed on a $100,000 bond on suspicion of aggravated battery, drug possession, and criminal damage to the property. Um, he was at some some party or whatever and the people asked him to leave and then as he was leaving he backed up into those three people purposefully and then he went back to the party and he broke through the front door wow it's just incredible all the stupid stuff that's been going on in the nfl offseason it's definitely a dud right there fortunately there are no cowboys in my uh this week's stud and dud <laughs> probably I'll, I'll probably next week let's be honest no, my stud is actually uh, Lions general manager Bob Quinn with all the moves he's made recently, freeing okay. up a lot of cap space. He recently cut Joyke Bell. Yep. He cut Stephen Tulloch, um, told James Hedebo he probably won't be resigned either. Um, There's reports that Holody Nada probably won't be resigned as well. Yep. So a lot of people are starting to worry about all these veterans, Start um, about him not bringing back all these veterans. But I'm liking that he's saving cap space. He's going to bring in his guys that he wants. He made a lot of good moves when, uh, when he was with New England. So I think he's I think he's doing good for the future. Um, my dud um, is actually Stan Van Gundy from the Pistons. Go back to that. Just the the way he's coached the team the last few games. 
has been less than subpar. I mean, against Anthony Davis, you can't let a big score 59 points on you and get 20 boards. you got to make some adjustments. you got to double-team, triple-team, take, take him out of the game somehow. He didn't make one adjustment the entire game. He left Andre on him, left Tolliver, whoever's guarding him, just solo under the basket, let him go to work on us. That's unacceptable for a good head coach in the league. And uh, he needs to do better or this team's missing the playoffs for a seventh straight year. 10%, man. You might be 10%. right. You're, it's probably closer to ten percent than forty-five. You're probably. You're, I'm just being. I'm an optimistic fan. I wish I was like that. Going back to the Lions, and I think Bob Quiz can be a good general manager. But this defense right now is like it's scary. I wonder. I'm excited. I'm to see who's, who he's going to bring in because right now you have Ziggy Ansah on the D line, uh, DeAndre Levy at linebacker, Darius Slay at corner. Okay, who else is there? I mean, you're letting Tolik's gone. He was your middle linebacker for the past five years. Yep. Uh, Nada. He was basically Sue's replacement. You know, have no Nada, no Sue, no Fairley on the D-line. Uh, Rasheem Mathis retired, but besides big play Slay, who else do you got? Uh, they could defense. go get Antonio Cromarty. We're going to see yeah, what he does in free agency in the draft. To see where it's going to be his go. first big offseason, so it should be fun. Well, that's all the time we have for today on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.